The views and opinions expressed by guests on the TWBC podcast are solely those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views of nor constitute an endorsement by the host, TWBC, or the advertisers. National Championships, Confederation Championships, World Championships, major professional events. For over three decades, he has been there for many of the sport's greatest moments. And now he brings you even closer to the movers and shakers in the world of high echelon tournament water skiing. From the founder and creator of the Water Ski Broadcasting Company comes the TWBC Podcast. And now here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Yes, indeed. I am the aforementioned uh, Tony Lightfoot. Glad to have you on board uh, for the TWBC Podcast, the latest edition of coming to you from Sunset Lakes. Uh, the host venue of the uh, the 2021 World Water Ski Championships, and a real special guest is present with me now. Multiple-time world champion, multiple-time world record holder, multiple-time European champion. There's very little that she hasn't done within the sport, and we're so glad to have her on board. It's Natalia Bernacava from Belarus. How are you doing? Hey, Tony. Thanks for having me. Doing great. Oh, why thank you. Why thank you very much. All right, then. So... Uh, World Championships coming up within the next uh, next few days. Uh, one one would feel that uh, that you would be quite excited to possibly compete in these uh, these World Championships, but uh, but the reality is is a little bit more simplistic than that, isn't it, uh, for you, Natalia? Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, up until August, maybe July, end of July. I was completely sure that I was not going to ski this championships because I took a break two and a half years. I got my baby. It was just too hard for me to start skiing again. And I was like, no, it's fine. It's over for me. I'll be fine. Then um, I started skiing a little bit. People were um, like, not pressuring me, but like, yeah, you should do it because it's at your home site. You're probably going to regret it if you're not going to do it. So at this point, my knee is still hurting and I don't know if I can go over the ramp. So I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, it. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know your own body, you know your own limitations, but at the same time, obviously, you've you've had uh, you've had a a fair amount a fair amount of rest from from competitive action. There, there, there might be just a little gap in there, a little window for you to to basically roll black roll back the glory days of old you know and 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 maybe and rate maybe show some of these young younger competitors that you still got a little bit of fire in your belly and and you can you can hang with them i guess yeah well i still do have a little bit of fire in my belly and that's the problem because once you're an athlete you never lose the competitive spirit right so once i started skiing uh the feelings came back really quick and i was like oh yeah i can still do it but strings and injuries that normally takes a longer process and longer time to get used to with the impact on the jump, toes. So that was more of a problem. Okay, kind of take us back a little bit to the to those instances because, I mean, uh, you won the World Overall Championship in 2011, correct? Yeah. Uh, that was in Dubna in Russia. Uh, since then, though, uh, we haven't really heard too much from from you from that point i mean that's ba- that was basically the high point in your career and then the injuries started coming around okay kind of give us a little bit of an overview as to as, as to how they came about and uh, 
what what came since so yes 2011 russia was absolute peak of my career um when i won worlds in multiple divi- uh, disciplines so my first knee injury happened in 2008 i crashed jumping um got out with multiple ligament tears in my knee lost pcl and ACL is partially torn and also a little bit of my meniscus. But after that, I was able to recover pretty fun, like pretty well from 2008 till 2011, till 2012. Start breaking the records, won worlds, won every tournament, like was training really hard. Um, everything was going great. Then after world record in 2012, I felt pretty weak and I was like, I just don't want to ski. But you know, when you're an athlete, you take two or three days off and you're like, oh, I have to go back on the water. I can't take a week off. At Mm -hmm. least back in the day, that was my mentality. Yes. Uh, I go jump over here. I literally had, I think, 60 meter jump. John is in the boat, like celebrating. The jump was so far. I landed and I felt something weird. Come back, meniscus. Left knee. Check this out. Walking um, on the perfect jump, on the perfect jump, walking off the dock, like maybe three or five days later because I was um, like favoring the left knees too much. My right knee happens Mm -hmm. on the walk from the dock to the kitchen here at Sunset Lakes. After that, it followed by two more right knee injuries, like knee surgeries on the meniscus and one more on the left. So, with being all that, it crushed my world mentally. I still, I think in 2013, I tried. Like, I still jumped 188. I tricked 99-0, 3 at 11 in slalom. So, we're still going good. But afterwards, I just, I mean, five knee, like five more knee injuries on nothing. I start questioning myself. I'm like, am I doing something wrong? Maybe it's like a sign for me to do something else than this sport. But anyways, it was too much for me mentally to take. And I just couldn't push any harder. So I chose I chose the path of just maintaining my skin, still uh-huh. be the best in Europe. I, can st- I could still win competition in European championships, be second to rabbit and jump, get, I mean, on the podium and overall, if I could win, was great didn't happen and tricks so wow i mean that's that probably even hurts you to say that huh yeah well yeah so yeah it was more mental i guess both i guess both at this point because you also at that point i was still young and i'm thinking my whole life i'm like oh my gosh i just had five more injury on top of the one surgeries on top of the one in 2008 and I still have a life in front of me I didn't have children yet back then yet I was like is everything going to be about skiing or I should just maybe take it easy here so I could walk later on in my life mm-hmm. so yeah but at the same time I stop getting my advent like I start I stop identifying myself with the water skier and that helped a little bit, like to just keep going and just maintain ski and not put so much pressure on my on myself in terms of I have to get a world record or I have to win world overall no matter what. Well, it seems like so far this podcast has been an outlet, a cathartic outlet so far, <laughs> very very much so. But uh, but it is but it is what it is. Let's let's go back a little bit further. Louisiana Monroe first first semester you were there. 
you probably even remember the time that I interviewed you at at what the Hilton Garden Inn right outside Baton Rouge Airport. Your English was broken, was was <laughs> was, was so was so broken. It was so disjointed. You know, I mean, you could barely get a sentence out from you, and uh, I think I still have that interview from somewhere. That's funny. You know, and just kind of give us a sense of what it was like to be amongst all of those skiers. I mean, Alexei Zernesek, Adam Saddlemeyer. Uh, Ryan Dodd, all, all of that. I mean, that was like an all-star team, you know, from right from the get-go. And you arrived in from Belarus, could hardly speak a lick of English, and you're right in the midst of it all. Yes. So, um, in fact, when I arrived in Monroe, I think just being in Belarus, training so hard since I was 11 years old, I was 20 when I arrived in Monroe, the last thing I wanted it to do was water skiing, to be honest. I gained a lot of weight. <laughs> I just enjoyed my college life. The freshman 15. Yes, freshman and the second year. So <laughs> just so you understand how bad it was, my the first two years I was in Monroe, I had no scores on the ranking list. Oh, wow. I didn't compete. I didn't compete. I just, I di well, a little bit further. I started doing my green card already back then. Mm -hmm. So And I couldn't go home that summer. So I guess I kind of like lost the purpose. I'm like, well, if I'm not going to go home in summer and train hard, I'm not going to ski at all. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really train for two years while, while I was there. I didn't have scores on the ranking list. But then being around people, like you said, Alexei, Ryan, Brienne, who were training really hard, who were studying and like obviously their, their whole purpose was water skiing. I was like, man, maybe I can try. And Well, and I still want collegiate nationals in oh, jump yeah. every single year. So they're like, Nadi, you should start skiing. You could be really good. And I was like, ah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, well, I'm around these people. Maybe I should try. Maybe I should try skiing. So, yeah, they pushed me. I mean, basically, they. if it wasn't for them, I probably wouldn't be a pro skier now. Oh, wow. It wouldn't be on that team. Okay, yeah. so so afterwards you graduated with what degree? I graduated with um, two degrees in business management and business marketing. Okay, and uh, have have you used have you had cause to use them since then, or is or has it just been straight from there and in and into a skiing environment such as this? Yes, straight from there into a skiing environment here. I mean, I use my marketing degree here, helping oh. out at the ski school and <laughs> a little bit on <laughs> my own terms, but no, not like a real job or anything like this. No. Okay, have you had any any thoughts of well, I mean, ov obviously not now, but I mean at that time you f you figured, okay, I've got my college degree and everything, and and I mean you being at the ski site, I mean, did you did you harbor any ambitions or aspirations to maybe return to Belarus or do anything like that with with with, with Belarus or anything? Um, not with Belarus. My parents passed away really early, unfortunately, oh. so I don't have uh, like closest relatives there. You have a brother, yeah? Yes, I have a brother, but my brother lives in the United States. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was here even before me. Oh wow. Yeah, so I have no intentions of going to my own country. Not Except even, to just holidays, go just, see my aunt, my friends, just to enjoy my time there. Just to visit and, just may, to visit, and yeah. maybe swing by, uh, maybe with one or two of your coaches, you know, at yes. uh, Novopolsk. 
Yeah, like just a winter holiday or something like this. Maybe take Alex there because he needs to see <laughs> he his, needs to... where he's coming from, kind of. <laughs> yeah, he needs to. He needs to be able to see this stuff that that falls from the sky and lands on the ground. It's white. It's snow. <laughs> he I... actually has seen snow already. We took him he to hasn't... Utah when he was eight months when we went snow skiing. So he has seen snow already. Oh wow! <laughs> Talk about Alex, and 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 I mean, or, and, and also by extension, you, you, how how did that whole situation with you and and JT Jonathan Travers, uh, uh, you know, start? You know, because you're an overall skier, he's a slalomer, you know, and you know how? Did, I mean, how did that that come about? Well, um, after Monroe. Ryan and Brienne were living here, and I wanted to get my master's degree. But then I was like, oh, maybe I'll go, because um, by then I already won the master's uh-huh. and got second and third uh, at Worlds in Linz, in Austria. Okay. So I was like, I was ha- having my hopes. I think I also won World Cup in Russia already. So I, I kind of had my hopes on water ski career a little bit. So this was 2007. Yes. So I was like, maybe I should go to Florida and see how I can do in skiing. Uh-huh. See how it is. Yeah. Um, Leaf is Ryan and Brienne, and then I had some other arrangements to be working here, not at the Sunset Lakes, but somewhere in Orlando area. Okay. And um, do water skiing. So I did that, and then <laughs> in 2000, no, that was 2008. 2008, That's, yeah, but you mentioned Linz in Austria, the World Championship. Well, 2007. 2007, so yes. now we're going to 2008. Yes. And I went to the tournament at McCormick's and I crashed jumping there. Ooh. That's where my first knee happened. Ouch. And that's kind of how mine and John relationship started. Kinda, okay. Well, we kind of knew each other already before a little bit. But then um, he was on site. He helped me to go to the hospital, get my knee. You know, I was here alone in another country. Didn't have anyone. So he was helping me to recover. And that's kind of how our relationship started. So when I first uh, was here at Sunset Lake, I couldn't even ski for nine months because I was recovering from my knee injury. <laughs> yes. But that's how we started the date. So he helped you out through through your toughest uh, toughest stint with his uh, with with injury, which was your first one. Yes, and that was the toughest. Yes. Yeah. So and then and just then... being alone, you know, insurance, all the surgeries. So it was just crazy for. A girl to handle on her own in this country. <laughs> All right, then. So now fast forward to today. Uh, the World Championship's coming up. I mean, you're doing a lot behind the scenes, helping to organize, you know. You've got people coming here from all over the world, all over the globe, even, and, you know, and people having to get their uh, the, the COVID-19 special interest exemptions and all that, all that how that you know must make you pretty happy to 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 see all of these people considering how hard they had to work to get here right yes and also the site looks amazing and yeah because even a couple of months ago we were we were not sure if we're gonna see all the skiers with all this covid things from europe and stuff so so awesome that they're able to come and we're gonna have a lot of competitors i think the biggest world yet right yeah 260 competitors and their moms and Uncles and friends can come, which is even more. Could have been more if it hadn't been for the pandemic, of course. But oh my gosh, yeah! Can you imagine? Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm excited to see the site full of people, so there is no other place. <laughs> so up until two months ago, you didn't really have like the the, the full on green light, but once that green light was lit, it was like game on type deal. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> game on type. You mean you're talking about like my own skin now? Yeah, or? It, no, not not so much your own skin. Although or, although if you want the to world. answer, it, although if you do want to answer that question as you perceived it, please go right ahead. <laughs> but yes, the when when the when the the IWWF said the worlds are going to happen at Sunset Lakes, game on, bump. Yes. Well, yeah. Even that answer probably wasn't... I mean, we kind of knew it was going to happen, but I think it wasn't even like, yeah, maybe a month ago or two, like a certain that it's happening, that COVID is not going to mess anything up or anything else is going to happen. So, yeah, it was pretty exciting. A lot of hard work. All right. Expecting a lot of spectators and having like the best event yet excellent stuff and you're gonna be right there in the thick of it uh, uh, maybe i'll be running ma- behind my son yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely all right then uh, so glad to have you on board uh, board natalia and uh, thanks a lot for being a participant in this twbc podcast episode but would you like to use the microphone now to say a thanks to friends family or just a big shout out to your main supporters you go right ahead I'm good. <laughs> oh, no, nothing, nothing at all. Like you, you could, you could say f- thanks to your husband, you know, and all that kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to thanks John for always being there for me. I guess when it comes to my own skin or any other help I need, my brother for mental support, and my son who gives me the purpose of life right now to get up every day too. Excellent. That was Natalia Berdnikava. Uh, my name is Tony Lightford. This has been the latest episode of the TWBC podcast. So until next time, it is ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcast.